0: Hello and welcome to another episode of A Little Ray of Sunshine, inspirational stories from everyday people. Tonight we'll have the pleasure of visiting with a woman by the name of Tara Storch, and she comes to us from the great state of Texas. So let's go ahead and get her on the line. Hello? Hello, is this Tara?
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm good, Tara, how are you?
1: I'm good, I'm good, can you hear me okay?
0: I sure can. Well, Tara... First of all, thank you for being on my podcast tonight. I, I sure appreciate that.
1: Well, you bet. When will it air?
0: It will air Friday morning at midnight, this coming Friday.
1: Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. How long have you been doing this?
0: I started last March, so about 15 months ago.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Like what started you doing this?
0: That's an interesting story, and I know we're here to talk about you, <laughs> but I will <laughs> okay. share this story with you. I teach at Brigham Young University, Idaho, in Rexburg, Idaho, and I was in a class one day, and my students said, hey, you ought to do a podcast, and my response was, what's a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And so, they told me, and I thought, no, I don't know, I don't know, and I was sitting here in my den, and I was at my computer, and I have a a nine-year-old grandson at the time who came up to me, and he said, what are you doing, Papa? And I said, you know sitting here trying to think if I want to do a podcast and I just think I'm too old to start something like that. And he looked me right in the eyes and he said, Papa, you're never too old to follow your dreams. And that's what got me started. Yeah. Wow. That's For, what out got of me the started. Alphabes, right? <laughs> yeah. So I had him cool. write it down and sign it, you know, and it was, it was oh, pretty that's awesome. So great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Well, let Love me that. let me give my listeners an introduction to you. And a lot of what I have, I took off the internet. So if, if something's not right, stop me. Will you do okay. that? Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Tara Storch and her husband, Todd, are the co founders of what's called Taylor's Gift Foundation and it's a non-profit organization. This organization provides grief support to organ donor families, and in a moment, Tara will discuss a little bit about that. But I think there's quite a story behind it, and I did a lot of homework. I read everything I could. I watched countless video clips from interviews. I mean, I saw you on Ellen DeGeneres. You guys were on Good Morning America, the Today Show. And I mean, there are many others as well, (laughs) right? But I, uh I, I was so impressed by what I heard. In fact, I wrote a quote down that you said, Tara, you said, it's not what happens to you in life that matters. It's how you react to it. And that touched my heart. That just touched my heart. I got to tell you.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, I really appreciate, you know, this interview and being able to share our story and about the foundation of the work we do just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, thank you. I really appreciate it. You're
0: welcome. You're welcome. How did this all come about?
1: Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately this all started because of a tragedy in our family we were in Beaver Creek, Colorado, on our spring break vacation in 2010, March 2010. And we were on that first day of our vacation having such a great time. And it was the very last run of the day before the slopes closed. And my husband and my son and Taylor wanted to have one last run before you know the slopes closed. And right. they were just having so much fun. And my little one, Peyton... It was nine at the time. She was tired, so she and I went to the bottom of the mountain to wait for them to get some hot chocolate. And time just kept going on and on. I could not figure out what was taking us so long. And finally, Todd and Ryan came down, you know quickly to see us and said there's been an accident. And it was on that very last run of the day that Taylor just had an accident and went into the trees and, she hit a tree and um, 13 years old, wearing a helmet, doing everything right. She was a great athlete. It was just an accident. So they care her to Grand Junction, Colorado. And when we were there, we were met with a huge group of neurosurgeon and orthopedic doctors who shared with us that the chances of survival were really low. And these doctors did everything they could to save her life and went through every single test possible. And when it was determined that our sweet girl was not ever going to survive this, we had a a nurse approach us and said, your daughter's a beautiful candidate for organ donation and would you ever consider it? And it was at that moment, I mean, we had never talked about organ donation in our family, not even once, but we knew what type of child Taylor was that if she was asked that question in her final moments of life, she would have absolutely have said yes. And so we did say yes. And that one word really sparked us um, this completely different path. She went on to save and improve the lives of five people with the gift of her heart, both kidneys, her liver, her pancreas, and she gave sight with her cornea. And it was from that, that our path Completely changed.
0: We've lost a child as well, and so mm. both of us know that there's probably not a harder thing in this world to do than to bury a child. No, you know,
1: no, it's yeah. not. I'm so sorry to hear that. And so yeah, when, when I heard your story,
0: I'm like, I I think we can relate on that level, you know.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. It is so jarring yeah. and yeah. confusing, and just does not make sense. Exactly. And I remember. You know, we came back from Colorado. We were sitting in the backyard, my husband and I, and, and this is just, oh gosh, just a few days after we got home, back to our home in Texas. And my husband looked at me and he said, he goes, Tara, I just hear my grandfather's voice in my head going over and over. And he said, and he used to say this to me all the time, but it kind of didn't matter when I was little, but now it makes sense. And he said, Todd, it's not what happens to you that matters. It's how you react to it that does. And and he said, of course it matters that we lost Taylor. It has completely ripped our heart out and shaken us to the core. But we knew our reaction was going to be very important, you know, especially to our other two children. So we had the choice. We were going to cave up in the grief, which was really what I wanted to do. (laughs) um, Or we were going to focus on the good. And the good was that she saved lives. And so Mm. we quickly started Taylor's Gift Foundation. With the initial purpose really to share the importance of organ donation, and you know, and I know for you and your listeners, you know, organ donation is not an easy topic. No, right? it's, it's not. just not. No. it's not. But I want people to understand that, you know, when you talk about organ donation, most people think of death immediately. But organ and tissue donation is all about life. That's what it's about. It is the most beautiful act of service to others you could ever give in your final moments of life. And we knew this was a difficult topic and we knew we had to change the conversation. So we coined the phrase, outlive yourself. You know, how do you want to outlive yourself and leave a lasting difference in the lives of others? And that really started changing the conversation. And we were very blessed to have, you know, media behind our efforts. And um, we also had Nike partner with us a few years ago. we created these outlive yourself socks. And that started just, blooming and just sharing our message all over the world. And, you know, we always saw this kind of lack of grief support specifically for the donor side. We're called a donor family. And a donor family is a family whose loved one was able to save lives through organ eye or tissue donation. We're called donor families. Okay. And throughout the years of Taylor's gift, we just saw this lack of grief support. And so we wanted to step into that space. And over the last couple of years, we have started our Taylor's Gift Grief Support Program for the donor side of donation. And these donor families, oh my gosh, it's such a needed resource that this program in a very short amount of time now is in 18 states and growing because it's such a needed thing. Actually, it's so needed that NYU Langone Health prestigious medical center in New York, they partnered with us to do science behind our grief support program because it is so needed throughout the nation. And they're showing the just how important it is. So we'll have the research behind it too. And I tell you what, it's just, it's making such a difference for these donor families because we've walked this journey. We get what that's like because the grief of a donor family is unique in the sense that you've got the grief from the sudden loss, but you also have kind of this silver lining of gratefulness that your loved one saved others. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a combination of where grief and gratitude in a way share the same space. And it's different. It's uh, It's a different kind of grief. And so we've stepped into this space with Taylor's Gift Foundation, and that is our signature program. Mm-hmm. And that's what we focus on.
0: I'm curious about the statement you made about grief and mm-hmm. gratitude. How do they share that same space? What does that look like?
1: For donor families?
0: Yeah, I mean, when somebody's grieving, for me, I guess it would be hard to say, oh, I feel a lot of gratitude because I'm I'm grieving so much. But I love the way you guys right. are, are kind of molding that together, if you will.
1: Yeah, you know, it's not a gratitude where you're like, yay, everything's fine. Right. Everything's normal. How great is this? You know, it's mm-hmm. not that. It is because organ donation comes out of an accident or a tragedy. Right. It just does. That's where it happens. So you've got the sudden loss that you're jarred from, and then you have that your loved one is able to save others in that mix. Mm -hmm. So it's just that combination of... You know, gratitude of gratefulness. Your loved one was able to save others. Mm-hmm. Just having that mixed together, in a sense, but that yeah. the gratitude is not a you know, happy-go-lucky. Oh no! Oh, I'm so grateful. You know, but right. there's some gratefulness in there because you can see how your loved one has impacted lives. Mm-hmm.
0: And you had, and your husband, you guys had the unique opportunity to actually meet some of the donor mm-hmm. recipients. What was that right. like for
1: you? Oh, gosh. I mean, um, you know, it's, I've never been able to put in words what that's like. You know, when we mm-hmm. me met Patricia, who has Taylor's heart, and you may have seen that story, maybe you've seen on Good Morning America. Now. I did. Oh, um, I have no words for what that was like. I mean, people have asked me, you know, what did that feel like? And I just, I, I can't have the words to express of what it was like to hear my daughter's heart beating in someone else. It is such a mix of joy and sorrow and anger and happiness Mm -hmm. and just this really wild combination of emotions that I've never been able to find one word to fit that, of what that was like. Interesting, yeah. But it's a miracle. I do remember feeling that. Gosh, this is a miracle that this is happening at this moment.
0: Yeah, and you get through that, the initial wave of emotion and realize I'm listening to my daughter's heartbeat. Right. That, that's got to be amazing.
1: It's amazing. And, and just, you know, I don't have words for it.
0: When I thought about that question, I thought, I don't know. Can you really describe what's like saying what does salt taste like? I mean, it's just, uh, right. It would be hard. Right. But going back to that gratitude, that's something I can see now that probably people grow into. They begin with yeah. all the initial you know anger and, and, and all of these other things that happen. Mm-hmm. But when they see the good that's being done, I can't help but imagine that gratitude just overcomes them.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was. that way I remember when we met Patricia, I mean, one of the things Todd just kept hugging her saying, "I'm so glad you're good. I'm so glad you're good." I mean, that's just, you know, having Patricia, who has our daughter's heart, and him saying, you know, I'm so glad you're good, just says so much. Just you no know, words to kind of explain it. Sure. I've tried. Oh, sure. my gosh, Robert, I've tried to find <laughs> that. I just can't.
0: Well, are, are you going to keep searching for that, or is it just something you're okay with, because it's just the way it is?
1: I, you know, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think if God gives me the word on my heart, then yeah. I know that I found it. Right now, I just, I still don't have what, how to explain that. I mean, it's, it's a very, that's a very good example of what you just said is how do you explain what salt tastes like? Yeah, right? Right. You just don't. I mean, how do you explain mm-hmm. that? You can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just you can't. Right.
0: I noticed too when I watched that video that Patricia, she is a nurse and she had a stethoscope. So you not only got to, you know, hear, you got to really hear your daughter's heart.
1: What's amazing too is that. She's a labor and delivery nurse. She was a labor and delivery nurse. And our daughter, Peyton, is now a labor and delivery nurse (laughs) and just started her job in February. And it's just so special. It really is just so special that they share that.
0: Oh, it has to be. How has that changed you as a family, as a person, and as a married couple through everything that you've experienced?
1: Well, as a family, it's brought us together, for sure. I mean, to have this kind of shared experience. You know, everyone handles grief differently. Right. So, you know, speaking of marriage, my husband and I were on completely different grief paths for a good long while mm-hmm. until we met with another couple. And believe it or not, it, this was what it took. We met with another couple who were 10 years ahead of us in losing a child. And mm-hmm. we had we didn't have anybody in our circle that had experienced this. But we met another couple and we were introduced to them. And we were sharing with them just the struggle we're having with each other, you know, grieving so differently. And they said something that was so simple. And they said, you have to give each other the grace to grieve the way they need to, because Mm -hmm. it's so different for everyone. And I don't know why we weren't doing that. Something just as simple as I'm going to give you grace to grieve the way you need to was for some reason just not there for us. And we've had we have such a strong marriage, mm-hmm. but we have no idea why during that part that we weren't giving each other that grace. And it was that light switch moment that really kind of brought us back together. Mm-hmm. And you know, our family, we've all grieved differently in different ways. And you know, individually, I mean, I think gosh, it has completely changed my DNA. I mean, the terror I was before March 15, 2010, is a completely different terror than I am now. Mm-hmm. And who I was the next day, it completely shifted everything about me. And, you know, learning to slow down, learning to really realize that life is precious, to take those moments in. I was a very go, go, go kind of person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is, it changes it, doesn't it? No, it does. You've walked it, too. It does. It completely changes priorities. It changes your heart on what's important. You know, your faith. I mean, it just changes you all over.
0: How did your children make it through that?
1: You know, we learned really quickly. We had to just love them where they were. You know, we did. And... You know, there's so many people around us that were trying to fix us. You know, I mean, <laughs> you really just can't be fixed, right? No. And I think in a way we were trying to help Ryan and Peyton not be fixed, but to kind of, you know, find some sort of normalcy again, right? And we right. were desperate for that. My husband and I had found a grief counselor we really liked, and we were trying to get them to go to a, a child grief counselor. And it was on the third one who sat down with my husband and I and said, you can't force someone to talk. They'll be ready when they're ready. And it really was almost like permission to just, okay, we're going to do this. And they leaned on us a lot, I mean, because we had that shared experience. Mm-hmm. You know, Todd and Ryan had definitely a shared experience because they were with Taylor on the mountain when it happened. So, you know, they were dealing with with not only grief but with the trauma of seeing everything. sure. And, you know, Peyton and I's experience was different and we just all had to, you know, lean on each other and just love them where they were because, I mean, even to this day and I'm sure you understand this, you have really bad days that come mm-hmm. along with grief. Yes. Yeah. You know, the longing and the, gosh, I miss them and what would life be like with them here and, you know, just the things that happen, you know, is up and down and so, Just loving them where they are in that up and down is how we've done it. And is it perfect? No. Are we perfect parents? No. No. But we sure are trying our best. And we have great kids. They have both grown up to be incredibly compassionate and empathetic adults. They can sit with people in the hard moments. They can. Because they've been there.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, they had two good examples to follow. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you and Todd, it sounds like because you know, I mean really if you guys had chosen a different road, so would they have.
1: Yeah. I think so too.
0: Yeah. But making Thank making you for saying that. You no, know, you're welcome, Tara. Making the decision when you did to do what you did at the time you did it, it was amazing. It was probably one of the most selfless acts that I can think of really, and mm. you can tie that back to your daughter because you you obviously knew her well. That's what mm-hmm. she would have wanted.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. Taylor yeah. was that – Taylor was – you know, she was really a friend to all. We actually had one of her best friends over for dinner the other night, and we were talking about Taylor, and she said something that I thought was so true. She said, Taylor was everybody's best friend, meaning that she – always gave the person that she was with her full attention. She was present. She was also very silly and didn't take herself seriously. And she was that kid who picked up her lunch tray and went and sat with the kid that had no friends. I mean, Uh. that's who she was to the core. And we, as parents, didn't even know those stories until after all this happened. We have stories from their principal who was sharing with us all these stories of what Taylor did, but she never came home to us and go, hey, look what I did today, you know? It was just how she was wired. She was so others-centered. And, gosh, she was such a great kid. She was such a great big sister, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Such a great big sister.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And then to affect as many lives, I'm sure you probably don't even know how many lives have been affected in the past 13 years, correct?
1: Yeah, we really don't. We yeah, really don't. Right?
0: And and I mean, this is, I'm assuming it's all over the world, not just in the United States, that uh, right. recipients. So this is widespread. And gosh, the more I read about it, the more videos I looked at, I just had this really calm feeling about me that, that said, people in the world are doing good. And you're two people that have just done amazing. Just amazing. Thank
1: you. Gosh, thank you so much. Oh,
0: you're welcome. Question for you. How does somebody get involved? I mean, on my driver's license, it says donor. Does that mean yeah, I'm a donor?
1: It, it does. Okay. It means that you have made the decision to save lives someday. Mm-hmm. And the way to get involved with Taylor's Gift, you just go to taylorsgift.org, and you can... Learn how to get more involved. You can see that right on top. You can learn about our grief support program. And you can also register to be an organ donor right there. Mm -hmm. So if you go to register to be an organ donor, and you can within 90 seconds, you could be registered within your state. But the big thing I would always just recommend is just, if this is important to you and it's something you want to do in your final moments of life, is have the conversation with your family. And the way to do that is just to say, How do you want to outlive yourself? You know, for me, I want to save lives someday. So y'all know that whenever it comes to that time, I want to save lives with whatever, you know, I can give. Mm -hmm. Just having those conversations with your family ahead of time is so important. So your family's never trying to figure out what you would have wanted. right? Right. But registering within your state is also very important
0: great advice if you can share that with your family before you die I think that uh, like you said they'll know then exactly what your wishes are
1: exactly no questions asked exactly and it doesn't have to be a hard conversation at all
0: no no. just you
1: know how do you want to outlive yourself you know Mm -hmm. I want to save lives someday
0: I love that saying how did you come up with that outlive yourself as part of the (laughs) that's pretty cool
1: (laughs) isn't that amazing yeah it really is thank Uh, you
0: I love it well, we're going to wrap it up here. It's uh, that's gone by quick, by the way. But it I, has. I want to throw out another question to you. Give your best advice to people who are grieving for the loss of a loved one.
1: Mm, gosh, just be gentle with yourself. I mean, I just be gentle, knowing that life is different from what you knew it before. But that doesn't mean you won't find joy again. That you won't find happiness again. Just give yourself some time and patience with yourself and those around you. I'd love to give just a little bit of advice to those who have friends who are walking through grief. And I think the biggest thing that really helped us, I'll never forget this, is that we had a friend of ours who we really didn't know very well. And she, you know, our hometown is smaller and so everyone kind of knew what was happening. and. She didn't know our family very well, but she rang the doorbell one day and I opened the door and she was standing there and she said this to me, I don't know what to say, but I just want you to know that I'm here. And that was the most beautiful thing anyone had ever said because she wasn't trying to fix us. She wasn't trying to say, oh, I understand, you know. She just wanted to let us know that she was here. She was present. And so I always just share with others that story because what she did, she showed up. She showed up even when it was hard, even when she was scared to ring that doorbell. She showed up. And so I just, you know, really encourage those who are with people who are grieving or know people that are grieving, just show up. You know, people are afraid of saying the wrong thing, but not saying anything at all is actually harder for those who are grieving mm-hmm. because, you know, you want to be acknowledged that you're going through something hard. And so don't worry about saying something wrong. Just show up.
0: Wow. Have you always been this powerful with your words? <laughs> 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 no, no, uh, really? So. Uh, that's, think, uh, that's amazing. You
1: know, I just think when you have such a big why It just makes you move forward one step at a time. And that strength, you know, comes from my faith. It comes from my experience. It comes from my family. Mm. Just moving one step forward at a time.
0: That's just awesome. I like your point you made. I think it's better for us to be better at listening and less at fixing. Just be there. Like you said, show up.
1: I agree. I totally agree.
0: Well, Tara, it's been a pleasure to visit with you, and wow, I don't have any words for everything that you've been able to share. I'm just uh, very grateful that you're willing to be part of this podcast tonight with me. So,
1: Well, thank you. Well, thank you for having me, Grover. I hope you all have a good evening.
0: Same to you. You take care.
1: Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: I hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode. Tara is truly an amazing woman. And to my listeners, remember to speak up, speak out, and speak often. Bye-bye.